The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Welcome, my brother, my brother. Me and advice show for the modern era. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middleest brother, Travis the McElroy. But I don't want to record a podcast. But oh. I don't want to record a podcast today. Oh, I see. It's my oh. birthday. I don't want to record a podcast today. It's Griffin's birthday, except you're getting all the presents. I want cakes and creams. Oh, no. Not this again. <laughs> I want birthday cakes Lord and creams. Fulroy. I want candies. And streamers and sticky, sticky toffee, not a podcast. Every year, and I'm sure you all have noticed it because we've been doing My Brother, My Brother, Me for about 18 years now. Every year on his birthday, Griffin becomes Little Lord Birthday, and it's a whole thing. He's done it literally since he was born. He came out of the womb doing it, and which was very troubling for everyone. Um, and it's all about how it's his birthday, and he wants candies and cakes and creams. Where are my goes- Shetland ponies, Daddy? And he needs his Shetland ponies. And he calls his daddy. I can't play with the Shetland ponies if I'm doing a podcast, daddy. And he We're never wants daddy. to do a podcast. I remember, uh, I think he was six years old when he first started saying, I don't want to do the podcast, which was confusing. He was the first, this first, uh, first historically speaking is the first use of the term. Yes. Podcast was invented by Griffin when he was six and not wanting to do one. Did the two of you even bring cakes and creams? I sent you a birthday <sighs> present. Did you get it? I've not received a present from you, but it, the fact that you've said it's not cakes or creams. It might be. I sent a bottle of sparkling apple juice to your house. Did you get it? Fuck, that's funny. <laughs> it's funny. You guys like snow? That's what I call SNL. Yeah, that shit's good. Um, oh, you snapped Griffin out of it with your super funny joke. Good job, Griffin. Yeah, yeah, it was less a joke, more of a reference to an obscure snow bit. Yeah, um, I'm back. Yeah, I'm ready to do this one. Uh, I mean, it wasn't a joke. I would rather not be. <laughs> I'd rather not be doing it. I'd rather be. You know, what have you? What have you got? Let's talk about the gifts. Gifts so far. What have you? What have you gotten? Uh, I got a uh, a bottle of water uh, with like a screw top lid from our business manager Amanda because during the last tour she watched me twice open up the lid that has like a little hidden straw in it of my Contigo after being on an airplane with it and it blasted me fully in the face like a clown's <laughs> like flower and strangers saw me do this and so did Amanda so she got me one that's a little more foolproof than that. Uh, what else? Uh, Daddy got me a Spider-Man statue. Uh, and then I just noticed that uh, Justin, you and Sydney have uh, gone in t- uh, together on a, I believe, a classroom. Yes. You got me yes. a classroom. And I don't know where it says a gift of a new classroom. And I don't know what I'm supposed to teach. In Oh, you I see, actually I see. don't. This is the great thing. It's it's a classroom in the Sudan somewhere. Um, teaching impoverished children stuff, and you don't have to do anything. You just can bask in the reflected glow of knowing that there's good in the world happening in your name. 
That is nice. But Griffin, can I tell you what I got you? It should have been delivered, uh, I believe, like the 14th or 15th. Did I send it to the wrong house again? I might have. What? I was about to ask you your address, and then I remembered we're recording a podcast for public consumption. <laughs> Do you want to know what it is? Sure. It's a bidet. Oh, Trav. Yeah. So, shouldn't have. So it's like Justin got you that really nice uh, classroom thing that helps other people. And I got something nice for your butt. That's great because the world has problems. And I, I love gifts like Justin's because it helps, you know, cater to those problems. But I'm also having a problem. And it's just my 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 blighted bung has just been really a, a real issue for me lately. And I'm really happy for the immediate sort of salve that my favorite brother Travis has provided for me. So excellent. Excellent. But Justin, yours is very not, I like how it helps people or whatever. And let me just, let me say this. If you want to come one up him, because now it's, a, now we got to fight our hands and this is always how I got the best presents growing up. If you want to one up him, may I suggest cakes and creams. Cakes and creams. I should have thought of that. No, you can well, do both. Griffin, you can add it. It's an add-on. It's a DLC for the Sudanese <laughs> classroom. It's a tech. Uh, yeah, that way everybody wins <laughs> with that one. Yeah. With that one, everybody wins. I get something, they get something. So anyway, folks, thanks so much for listening to our podcast. We're excited to get going. Uh, happy birthday to you, Griffin. Mm, so excited about it's 30, it's 32 is the uh, backwards Michael Jordan number. Boop, 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 boop. Huge, huge. That's a massive milestone. Uh, okay, here's a question. I'll be attending a Billy Joel concert, which is also his 70th birthday celebration. What if he tries to stop the concert until they bring him cakes and creams? Uh, <laughs> that sounds like uh, something he would actually do. Should I bring a gift? No. How do I get it to him? You can't. What do I buy? What do you buy for the piano man who has everything? And that's from Unsure on the Upper West side it's billy's birthday and that you get the present this year because billy is bringing to you all of his great hits of uh the 50s and 60s <laughs> and today what? all of his hit what's well, the spirit of the 50s and 60s it's still rocking the spirit of 50s and 60s through the lens of 80s just probably really coked up upness yeah um let me ask you guys this if you have the chance to get billy joel something yeah what would it be <sighs> Tombstone. <laughs> Griffin. It's irreverent. It's an irreverent humor that I like to do my own twist in South Park humor. It is irreverent. I think I would get him the chance to switch places with me for one day. Uh, Prince and Pop or that shit. Yeah, take the pressure off him. Let me be the piano man for one day and he yeah. can just be a man without yeah. all the pressure, without all the piano pressure. You... um. Travis has just texted asking for my address. Just what to update that? everybody. That was just a birthday. private thing. I'm trying to send you a birthday today. Um, here's what you could do. You could, okay, let me hit you with this. Uh-huh. Sit him down in a comfortable chair in, in front of a piano, right? And then you sit down at a different angle, and then you turn the piano towards yourself. And you say, Ooh. no, 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 Billy. Allow me. And then you play a version of We Didn't Start the Fire that encompasses all of his and then everything in the that happened in the 30 years since We Didn't Start the Fire. Oh, gosh. And you, and you do you like an updated. That? I think it's like, I want you to know, Joel, Billy, that you didn't start the fire, but I'm taking the fire. I'm picking up your torch and I'm going to carry it on for you and I'll continue to update this song 
that you seem unwilling to the title it. I will finish the fire. <laughs> I will complete the fire for Willie Joel. Now, I will is, do it for did him. You just call him Willie Joel. <laughs> His friends call him <laughs> Willie Joel. <laughs> Willie Joel Pianoman. <laughs> I I would bet a million doll hairs that this is not the first time we have talked about an updated. We I'm didn't start the fire. Certain, yeah, certain we didn't. Certain. It is the certain first time though that I'm thinking critically about the song. We didn't start the fire, and uh, it's kind of no that's it's, true. Either it, it's it's pretty it's pretty shit, huh? It's not if you think about Billy Joel sitting down at the old desk and saying like, "Shit sucks right now. Shit's getting really wild, and people need me, Willie Joe Pianeman, to really." crack out a, a a dinger for them that's going to help them soothe their soul and give them some artistic nourishment uh, that addresses the issues of our time. I am going to write this song that is all about, A, passing the buck. to <laughs> we, we didn't do it. And then also, in lieu of having a message to the song, I'm just going to say, I'm going to flip through some microfiche at my local library and just write down the words of things that I he, see there. He did kind of write it like an eighth grader doing like a report on something he didn't really read, but just kind of read the back cover like, uh, you know, uh, Berlin Wall, JFK, uh, Leonard Bernstein. I think he was a dude. He was there. Uh, I am a little sad. I, it, I'm happy for his 70th birthday. Huge. Congratulations, Billy. Um, it is a little sad, though, that we're in the last few weeks uh, of him being 69. <laughs> and we yeah. haven't really used it enough, I would say. I would say we have not yeah. taken advantage of the fact that he is 69. Yeah. I, yeah. We didn't even talk about it, it feels like. We because could have referenced it so much more. It is It is the law that when you are 69, you have to do it, that particular maneuver. Oh, yeah. More yeah. often. So I bet he really knows how to just wail on that harmonica. If you don't, if you know what Aww, I'm talking. Oh, Griffin! It's it, come it, on, it's Griffin. still Billy Joel, Sir Billy Joel. He's, have deserves our noticed, respect. Have you ever noticed how Piano Man starts with a harmonica solo? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all ever think about that? I, I think about know. that every time that goddamn song starts. Yeah. Uh, how about a Yahoo? I wish Billy Joel was funnier. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Wait, as a person or as a topic? As a topic, I feel like Billy Joel is so buck wild in all his endeavors that he like deflects. Like, you try to make fun of Billy Joel as we have valiantly attempted for the past five minutes. And then Billy Joel's like, oh, good joke. Check this out. It's the video for River of Dreams. (laughs) I, I did this one on me. So what do you have in the fucking tank? You have nothing. I am bulletproof. Uh, so here's a Yahoo that was sent in by Jack. Thanks, Jack. It's Yahoo Answers user. Bobby. Bobby asks, if I'm a 14-year-old, I, th- I that's a wild way to say it. I guess it's Yahoo Answers, so it has to be in the form of a question. If I am a 14-year-old and my family has a guinea pig, is he my brother or son? Huh. If I'm a 14-year-old and my family has a guinea pig, is he my brother or son? Is it possible he's your Belvedere? No, obviously. No. Obviously no. Update. I understand that technically he is neither since I am not a guinea pig. I think we're talking about structurally uh, in the caste system of the family. You're drawing the family tree. Of, of From which branch does 
you know, little little bing bing dangle. Wait, who's bing bing dangle? The guinea pig. His name is bing bing dangle? Yes. What a great name. That's Where is he name. at? Where does he live? Is he a son or a brother to the 14-year-old? He he might be the 14-year-old's dad. All right. You don't I'm saying, lose why the dad do we position that he's equal or less than. It's was- your brother. It's your brother. This is your new brother. Like Ooh, I'm going to stick with you answer to the guinea pig now. But if I'm the one that picked him out at the pet pet land or mm-hmm. whatever, I don't know if they do guinea pigs at your local shelter, but if they do, obviously that's the ideal scenario. Um, I'm pretty sure they sell these bad guys, these bad guys at Target. Uh, <laughs> but if you're the one that picked him out from the Target lineup after shopping through Isaac Mizrahi's new collection, I think you're the father of this pig. Hello, I'm Isaac Mizrahi, and these are my new gerbils. I'm selling them exclusively at Target. It's an Isaac Mizrahi branded line of guinea pigs. Uh, these rats are huge, <laughs> and they are colorful, and they're they're going to awaken uh, the goddess within you. I'm so proud of my new guinea pigs uh, exclusively at Target. You look like you could use a really soft rat. Here, <laughs> try one of my chinchillas. Try one of these socially acceptable rats. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this is the uh, <laughs> first time somebody sees a ferret, right? Yeah. They think, oh, it's a long one. Yeah. Big old rat. Going to put it on my shoulders. I don't see why that was the, uh, the what we jumped to. That seems wild to me. Yeah, that we would we would make a pet from the ferret. A capybara. I would just go run and throw myself in the river and to let myself. I would drift away until I found a new home that this big big rat didn't live in. I think that if you bring a guinea pig home, mm. he's a roommate. Huh. Okay. I no. think that he has his space where he's in charge. Right? Like, if okay. you go in there and you're eating his food, he's going to be really mad at you. And if he was eating your food, you'd be really mad at him. And that's not something you would say about a son or a brother. If just if Griffin and Justin looked in the refrigerator, I wouldn't be like, they shouldn't be in the refrigerator. Get but if the guinea pig there. was in the refrigerator, I'd be like, hey, that's my stuff, Brian. Actually, if I got in Travis's refrigerator, he would probably tell me to get out of his refrigerator. That's true. I watched the Punky Brewster episode. I know it's not safe to play in the refrigerator. <laughs> Well, I didn't have a safety concern in mind, but of course, uh, yes. Well, yeah, I would Certainly, say, that's get out fine. Of there, the door I out, you can't get out. I cannot tell you the number of times I've gone downstairs from my office to get a, a nice cold can of LaCroix from the refrigerator and open it up and had to fish my dang oldest brother out of there. <laughs> um, did I, was there a time um, when you couldn't open a uh, you couldn't open a refrigerator from the inside? Is yeah, a, yeah, yes, that's absolutely. a going. That's a problem. It's not an ongoing problem. It just seems uh, unlikely. Okay, let's talk about this. There is an episode. (laughs) There is an episode of Punky Brewster where a child is in prison in in a refrigerator. And I think it isn't covered, but this must be a very weak child. I cannot fathom how you could get stuck in a refrigerator. Right? Do they lock? Yeah. Is that a thing where you were afraid of the meat getting out? No, they had those like metal latches that would shut and it would hold the door shut and they were only on the outside. So they'd have to remove the doors off these old refrigerators so dumb kids couldn't like crawl inside of them at the city dump. And then the good thing about that is 
ready to go hot and fresh coffin just like right there i guess and that's not ideal obviously but on the subject of if it is an ongoing concern that would be wild knowing what i just said out loud if mr frigidaire like had people coming up to him like dog you gotta you gotta do something the kids are climbing into they're playing Fortnite and then going to take what they call dumpster breaks and they're climbing in the fridges and they are just getting just wrecked out there and mr frigidaire's not hearing that like (laughs) yes okay so i've looked into this to just to clarify because we all have a vivid memory of this like very special episode the message of which was don't go in a refrigerator because you could get locked in okay this used to happen back when because it used to be that you could only open from the outside and then they made a law in 1956 that it had that you had to use the magnetic thing instead uh-huh. of a latch, right? So this Punky Brewster episode released in the 80s Wait. was about the dangers of playing in antique refrigerators. That is like, hey, y'all, the AIDS crisis was like in full bloom. Yeah, we you had lots maybe of stuff. talk about that. Kids getting stuck in fridges. They was always stuck. Sorry, I'm just sort of trying to think of how to update. Yeah. We didn't start the fire. Well, Trav, I don't tune. think he does it in the chorus. I don't think he swaps out the chorus. It's <laughs> like let's really let's really dig into the Berlin Wall. Uh, uh, if I'm being honest, I couldn't remember how the verses go. It's just it's, I it don't... bothers me that it was a very special episode that I'm pretty sure I watched, but maybe I just know about because I exist in the world and I hear people talk about things sometimes. And that has stuck with me more than most lessons I learned in schools is yeah. that don't play in refrigerators, you get stuck in them, which is apparently a concern that not even my dad had to worry about when he was five. Right. So he, why why do why I are know we spending time on this so well? Okay, that's it. You can look at, there's an article on Mental Floss if you want to know more about this very special episode that you're probably, I would imagine 98% of our audience is completely in the dark on. Uh, but hey, here we go. Uh, I, we're getting on their case for talking about the dangers of a 30-year-old thing, and here we are talking about a 30-year-old episode of television for comedy's sake. Oh so moving God, on. I work in a This podcast op- is a refrigerator that I've been trapped inside of for nine years. <laughs> uh, I work in a quote hip office park and we share a parking lot with another hip company they have their own coffee shop in that parking lot we also share a basketball hoop a few weeks ago we got a company-wide message that we needed to quote be respectful regarding the basketball hoop nothing further was said (laughs) two weeks later we get a second message saying that we were banned from using the hoop due to an incident (laughs) no one in my office is talking about it and i'm too scared to ask for fear of discovering some dark secret what the incident was and why we were banned the most i got from someone was "Ooh, someone was a bad boy how do i go about discovering the truth is it worth the risk this is from detective hoops in hot atlanta first "Ooh, someone was a bad boy is not a piece of information but probably just a guess or observation like no one's ever like walked into a police office and like a detective office say what happened and the detective's like well seems like somebody was a bad boy what no wow, you really cracked this one wide open man oh um yeah so- someone was taking it to the f- i mean <laughs> yeah we we are all agreed here Someone was refusing to fake the funk on a nasty dunk. Oh, they, and they were, were taking it to the hole. Yes, they were doing some disrespectful dunks. Uh, <laughs> the other possibility is that they were doing nasty dunks, but when it came time for the funk to happen, they were kind of 
phoning it in. They were That's kind of thinking. And so, and so it, it doesn't, you guys are assuming that somebody went boom shakalaka, the glass explode. I'm saying that maybe they were disrespecting the hoop, by which I mean they were doing super bad at basketball and embarrassing oh. the sport itself, embarrassing the hoop. Like they would go to dunk, but it was more just like they were barely like getting to the rim, you know, like they were kind of rolling the ball off their fingers to get it in. And people were like, no, you can't do that. You're disrespecting the god of hoops. That was an impotent dunk, Jeremy. The folks over here. The folks over here. The folks over here at Slick Beans. The folks over here at Cool Coffee, they get they they get nine feet high. They're so no, rad. Slick Beans is the name of the of the company, but then Cool Coffee is the shop they have. Not related at all. Slick Beans does not handle actually any beans of any kind. It's just the name of the business. You're it's embarrassing just... us in front of Slick Beans. You're banned from the hoop. Everyone is. But <laughs> I was trying my best. Maybe this is this is maybe someone is playing a very high minded game of D. Of basketball day, oh, you are see. telling the other company that you were supposed to play that they. <laughs> this is like high level. You could you, there's like the zone defense. There's like sort of man, you know, one man to man, sort of that that defense. And then there's like emailing the opposing team to yeah. tell them that they're not welcome anywhere <laughs> near the hoop. Small business on small business defense. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> That's our hoop, and we are formal. Formal. It's just taunting. Yeah. I'm, we're just formally letting you all know that due to some disrespectful dunks, you are not allowed anywhere near uh, our home, which yeah. is the hoop. You you were dunking, and but you didn't wash your hands first, and we saw that. So yeah. no, thank you. I don't want to. The ball was no. teetering on the rim, and you burped and blew on it to push yeah. the ball into it. No, I don't, thank you. I don't want to dunk with no pee ball. <laughs> <laughs> we saw Derek come out of the bathroom without washing his hands and then go straight to the parking lot and start dribbling. No, thank you. For all we know, he's already dib- dribbled twice. Yeah. Maybe one company, like uh, uh, whoever, the TJ Maxx staff, uh, uh, challenged. That's a pretty hit business, Justin. That's Dimple. a hit business. The TJ Maxx staff challenged Cool Beans to a uh, basketball showdown. And then they told them that that was their hoop and then that the other team didn't have a hoop because there was only one hoop. So the only hoop available was the the Cool Beans hoop. Yeah. So then the score just got absolutely astronomically out of reach and there was no more basketball out because of that. And another possibility is that in an attempt to get a leg up on the Slick Beans, some select members of your staff, your coworkers, your cohorts did go out and steal the basketball energy from Muggsy Bulgs and <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Charles Charles Barkley mm-hmm. and um, Michael Jordan, although he's playing baseball, so like, does he even still have it? And um, <laughs> Sylvester Stallone, I mean, Sylvester the Cat, and uh, Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> he voiced Sylvester the Cat. <laughs> he's just noticed, he's got big, hey, listen, Sly. <laughs> Fucking Rocky, he's got huge muscles. That's got to help you jump, yeah? Well, is it, he doesn't, is he, it? Actually, I was going to say he didn't do any jumping, but he jumps up and down when he gets to the top of the steps, and it's and pretty he put, good. He's got big muscles on his legs to push the earth away to get up to the hoop. So, Is it a, a problem that none of us have even theorized about Flubber at this point? Oh, shit. Should Flubber have been brought up before now? Maybe the hip company is like a fl- Flubber. <laughs> Flubber Wait, so, company. It's a new Flubber company. 
Yeah. It's a new the new flubber company they call it. I'm it's all so like shade grown. Sick of it being so spared. this market is flooded with flubber companies. There's just like a new one yeah, every but they're, day. They're they're doing it. This is a new take. It's like organic fair trade flubber, <laughs> farm to table flubber, keto ketogenic <laughs> flubber, basketball shoe flubber. <laughs> mm, mm. But they, to avoid like uh, you know FDA prying eyes, they have to call their company something else uh, as a as a front, and so they 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 do Apple. Is the what and that's how that's what they've actually been this whole time. Oh, and I've, yeah. So I've got a whole like I got a whole dossier, and I've sent it to Justin and Travis many, many times before about how Apple does flubber. And then yes. I'm going to crack it open soon, bud. I promise yeah, I for prom- your birthday, maybe that's our. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it possible um, that you work for the Harlem Globetrotters? Huh? Huh? They're the. They do, I mean, they have to have a storefront somewhere. Right? You can't be a business without a storefront legally. I I do. I'm going to step in here, though, and say I cannot think of a conglomeration that uh, altogether uh, throughout the history of time has been more disrespectful to the basketball hoop and the game itself and the people they play it. They will climb up on ladders and they will dunk you know, confetti into the audience while another person scores a a, a three from the concession stand. Yeah. That is hugely disrespectful to this game. It's cheating. Yes. It is cheating. It's cheating. How come no one has called the Harlem Globetrotters on their flagrant cheating? They do a basketball <laughs> jump over like five kids and I just, I didn't see my friend Michael Jordan doing that during his big game, the sixth game of the series that he did so well in. So you know, I don't I don't know. One time I saw a Harlem Globetrotter put the ball under his jersey. Yeah. Oh and then God. pretend he was pregnant and walk with it. The and, junior. And and at no point did anyone say, You're not dribbling. You can't put the ball under your shirt. They just let him do but it. But then he said, Oh, aren't I? And then his water broke. Yeah. And then they brought out a bed, and then over the next twelve hours, <laughs> he go on. He pushed that basketball valiantly, slowly, bravely. No epidural. No epidural. Just raw. There was an epi- There was an epiduncle. Uh huh. Which is, of course, a basketball doula. Yeah, and so it's just, just no, no juice, just raw dog in it. And then when it did come out, this three pointer. Um, extremely disrespectful display. Extremely very disrespectful, <laughs> but also <laughs> beautiful. But also, it was beautiful. It was beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, it was beautiful, little, like little slice of life, and it was, you know, it's the circle of life, and that's great, but you got, you know, listen, on the basketball, and that's disrespectful, because that, that one's cashed. I don't mean to be, I'm not, you know, I'm not a prude. I've, I've seen the, the majesty of this process IRL firsthand with my own special brood. But if you get placenta on a basketball, boy. Because the little bumps on there, forget about that it. That one's yep. done. <laughs> Who the Harlem Globetrotters play against? The Washington, the Washington Generals. Generals. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, now here I am thinking this. Does does Flubber have a placenta component in it? That's why you're supposed to save the placenta because they need it for Flubber. They will pay top dollar for some fresh placenta. Hey, quick! It's just quick placenta thing. and cornstarch, really. <laughs> quick! <laughs> you can. 
did DIY. I watched a lot of YouTube videos. DIY flubber. <laughs> now you're going to need some fresh placenta. Nothing freeze dried. No powdered. I'm talking about fresh. F- just fresh out the Harlem Globetrotter. Just right out. <laughs> you know, on any other show, <laughs> on any other episode of My Brother, My Brother and Me, the news that the Washington Generals have their own website <laughs> touting what a great season they're going to have <laughs> and their all-new roster <laughs> would be worth discussing. But I don't even I don't even know if it's... Okay, It it is worth mentioning this. There is... <laughs> oh man, this is a this is going to be a basketball themed episode of my brother, my brother, because we are going to have to discuss this currently. I want everyone to just join me over here at this webpage. If you're at home and you want to see what my brothers are about to laugh at, oh go to WashingtonGenerals.com forward slash Cager. That's C A G E R. You're going to meet Cager, what? the Globetrotters' biggest nightmare. Oh my God! <laughs> this image is a a very ta- tall man in a black hoodie with arms open in almost sort of a biblical pose, and he's most notably wearing a sort of black basketball mask. Yeah. There's a quote here from Cager. We're du- we're we're like uh, uh, edging into m- Munch Squad territory. Um, quote, I don't like the way the Globetrotters are always joking around and laughing on the court. Basketball is serious business, yes. sa- says Cager with a scowl. Right? I'm, I'm ready to release the beast and show how basketball is supposed to be played. I'm going to wreck some rims and wreck some well, dreams. Hold on, Cager. Hold on there, Cager. Pump the brakes there, Cager, because I'm all about you showing the Harlem Globetrotters that the way that they treat the basketball and the sport is somewhat disrespectful, but you got to leave those rims for the next generation. So <laughs> I, I, I appreciate where you're coming from, but you need to not become the, the, the thing that you are trying to fight in this world. Now, it says here in this Cager article that he can this drill news, shots this news from story. the four-point line introduced by the Globetrotters and Trotters in 2016. So the Globetrotters are just like, hey, from now on, this line, you get four points. It's, it's disrespectful in ways that I couldn't even imagine. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Washington Generals say, okay, we have a seven-foot guy. We brought a giant in a black mask, and he's fighting for us. And there is a quote here from the coach of that team, which is maybe the most thankless p- uh, position in all of sport. Uh, quote, we might even see- sneak a sixth player on the court when Cager is in the game. The guy can just hide behind Cager and the refs will never uh, see right him. Now I don't fucking care who wins. Let them let <laughs> let destroy each other and I'll mop you up whoever's left. You can't sink to their level, Cager. Um, and Cager it, it, closes with this. He minces no words when asked about his objective. My main purpose in life is is to get the generals that elusive win and wipe the smiles off the faces of the Globetrotters. Y'all, I looked it up just to find out that Washington generals have beaten the Harlem Globetrotters at least three times. Oh my God. In 1954, 1958, and 1971. I mean, mean, it has to be a a revolt from one of the Washington generals each who was summarily fired after that, but this is a way to fucking go out. Like, oh no, oh no, he got a ladder. Dum, 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 swish. What are you fucking doing, Ronnie? What are you fucking I don't doing, be- Ronnie? 
I don't want to be there though on the day when Cager does get his elusive dream of destroying uh, the Harlem Globetrotters because he wins that game. They come back the next day. Globetrotters are like, guess what? We've all got Civil War sabers. We all took a vote on basketball rules, and now we've all got swords. Yeah, and if we voted go. that it's legal on the court to kill Cager. Yeah, if I can cut Cager's whole head off, I get twenty points. We're dangling Cager's beloved uncle uh, uh, from a rope from the rafters of the stadium. And if the if the general's win will drop and kill his uncle, and that's a new basketball rule. We came up with. And the NBA sees the NBA tickets are starting to slow down. Tickets to the, the Harlem Globetrotters games are just going through the roof. So now the NBA's got to start dangling uncles. Oh, gosh. Uh, should we go to the money zone? Yeah, yeah, let's go. Oh my God, we have a new sponsor, and I'm so extremely excited to talk about uh, uh, Postmates. Okay, so who do you ask to bring you something when you don't want to leave the house? Um, you could ask your friends, I call but Griffin. how many of those can you, yeah. you call Griffin? Mm. He'll drive up from Austin, no problem. But no more of that relying on brotherly uh, affection. Just go, just use Postmates. Oh, it's no, it's, it's, no, your, it's no problem. I know it's no problem for you, Griffin, but it is your birthday, so if you need a day off, here's Postmates. It's your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever you could think of, delivery service, 24-7. You don't have to go to the store. You can just download the app for iOS and Android for free. <laughs> Browse local restaurants and track your delivery. They're the largest on-demand network in the known universe with more than 25,000 partner merchants. Uh, for a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your for your first seven days. Um, and you can start those free deliveries right now and use the code. Just get the app and use the code my brother, I love Postmates. You know what I love Postmates is when we're on tour and I don't know the area very well. So if you're traveling yeah. and you just need something and you don't know how far away that something is or where the place is or whatever, uh, Postmates is like a fantastic option for that. Yeah. Um, I apologize for laughing in the middle of that. That was a time time release, half hour long delay uh, from me realizing that my brother Travis had essentially sent a bidet to a stranger here in Austin. And I enjoy that <laughs> very much. Uh, again, get the app right now and then use the code MYBROTHER and get $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Get anything you need, anytime you need it. Download Postmates and save with code MYBROTHER. I would like to tell you about Bowl and Branch. Bowl and Branch, uh, sheets, towels, what do you need? What do you need? Go to Bull and Branch. I just did a, a big old round of laundry, and I had, a, this is not a joke, because I I noticed things like this, gosh darn it. I was folding uh, some Bull and Branch towels, and I thought, these still feel brand new, even though I've had them for like a year. And that's just a testament to the quality that Bull and Branch brings, because they use 100% pure organic cotton, um, and it's signature soft sheets that start out luxurious and only get softer over time, which I can 100% uh, vouch for. And Bull and, Branch, uh, Bull and Branch products have thousands of five-star reviews. It's incredible. I'm a big fan. Highly recommend. People are at the heart of everything they do, from farmers who grow their organic cotton to the people who sleep on the at night. 
All right. And they offer a no risk 30 day trial and free shipping in the U.S. So to get started right now, our listeners can get $50 off your first set of sheets at bowlandbranch.com. Promo code MYBROTHER, all one word. So go to bowlandbranch.com. That's B O L L and branch.com and get $50 off your first set of sheets with promo code MYBROTHER, all one word. The Greatest Generation is a Star Trek podcast that destigmatizes the very idea of having a Star Trek podcast. <laughs> We're Ben and Adam, the hosts of The Greatest Generation, and the technology we've developed is that nobody knows what you're playing in your earbuds. You know, with legalization, it's easier than ever to find out what's in your buds. <laughs> but we suggest that you legally find The Greatest Generation wherever you download your podcasts. We'll send it to you in a discreet, unmarked package. <laughs> And nobody has to know but us. That's The Greatest Generation, the Star Trek podcast that you didn't know you needed, yet makes you feel like you belong. So, uh, y'all want another Yahoo? I, I felt that yes, one. Yes, Griffin, I would like another Yahoo. All right, this Yahoo was sent in by Graham Roma. Thank you, Graham. Oh, I love, Yahoo I love Stone. Stone asks... And this one's really fucking funny. Um, this I'm one's so really excited. gonna bust bust guts and nuts in the audience tonight. Hey, this one's gonna bust a nut. It's guts and nuts. Um, this one, this one is so funny. It would lay low even the, the big man, Cager. Oh, corn's here. What a munch! Squad. I want a munch squad. squad. Welcome to Munch Squad. The podcast within a podcast that I feel like is in its it's in its it's in its twilight years. I feel like and not to be sad, and there's still plenty of Munch Squad on the horizon, but I feel like we're probably round the bend on people being so buck wild. I'm not gonna say it has anything to do with Munch Squad. But I'm not saying gonna say that I did not kill this particular golden goose. Okay. But we've still got a few left in us, and I just want to bring it home strong. I do want to give everybody real quick a quick Munch Squad Junior with the update. Uh, welcome to the family, Carl's Junior, testing a CBD I burger knew it. I fucking in knew Denver it. on 420. First ever quick service restaurants to introduce CBD infused item. Uh, it's named the Rocky Mountain High Cheeseburger okay. Delight, and that is the fuckers. CBD. It's CBD. There. It features two charbroiled patties with the signature Santa Fe sauce infused with CBD, pickled jalapenos, pepper jack cheese, and crisp cut fries right on there to give the what? burger the extra crunch. That's easily the weirdest part of the whole burger, I would say. That's the weirdest part of it. Listen to this. The new menu item will be available at 4050 Colorado Boulevard, Denver on April 20th. Yes, that's right, 420. Beginning at 6 a.m. Oh. Hey. <laughs> hey. How's the morning going? Pretty good. I just ate a... Uh, I ate a weed hamburger at 6.30 a.m., so I feel like the day's off to a good start. But that's not what I want to talk about today. I want to. Um, I got big news from DQ. They've just unveiled a new tagline. Oh, no. That's the worst, that's the worst thing they could have been unveiling. Yeah. They're in, unveiling a new tagline. Here it comes. You ready? Happy take good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's already really great. Happy tastes good. Huh. Happy tastes good. Good happy taste. 
<laughs> I guess daddy like was taken. So now we got it. Happy tastes good. Mm. The cakes and creams taste happy. And good. 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 Mm. With happy tastes good. Good taste? No. Comma, happy tastes good. In, end of slogan. Happy tastes good. With fresh deals, sweet new treats, and crave worthy eats that make any meal feel like an indulgence. <laughs> because it is. I mean, folks, you're eating at Dairy Queen. It is an indulgence of a sort. Yeah. Uh, it is reinforcing that it's a smile above the rest and a destination for happy moments and memories and diarrhea later, presumably. To celebrate happy tastes good. <laughs> <laughs> What a great so, sentence. Someone was paid for. Uh, there's new Sunday toppings like rich choco chunks, crunchy praline pieces, and smooth, I swear to God it's called this, smooth midnight fudge. <laughs> oh my God. A little bit of that midnight fudge. A midnight fudge. Um, these, uh, so they've got a deal. And... Maria Hokinson, who's the something there, says, we love being at the center of our fans' happiest memories. The center of my happiest memory? Why, it's a meal at Dairy Queen. <laughs> Whether it's toasting to a team win, celebrating a birthday, or simply treating yourself to make the everyday just a little more special. Fuck, man. I just thought of somebody that tried to make a boring day more special by eating at Dairy Queen, and it's the most depressing thing I've ever heard in my entire life, but happy tastes good. It's about the joyful moments you experience when you visit one of our restaurants from the first bite to the last spoonful. The last spoonful here is either the last spoonful of your food or the last spoonful before you realize that you only have the one human body, yeah. and what are you doing to it, and you have to go. Now, here's the wildest part about this release. To prove the DQ brand really is in the business of happy, ADQ, that's American Dairy Queen Network, I guess, commissioned a national consumer survey, which found that, okay. Um, by the way, if you want to preserve numbers as something that, uh, and statistics as something of a constant in your life that you rely on to become more informed or that you find any use or value in them, uh, please stop listening now because Dairy Queen is about to strip that away. 69% of the pe nice bill of the people surveyed believe that having a blizzard treat is a happier way to start the summer than activities such as taking a road trip 43% wearing shorts 40% <laughs> or cannonballing into a pool 29%. What god? What what was the structure of the question asked? What is the structure of that fucking question? Because I one, I added all your numbers and you're fucked. It's all <laughs> fucked straight to death. Okay? That's all fucked. 69% of people believe that having a blizzard treat is a happier way to start the summer than wearing shorts. Did you so, just ask people like, would you rather have some ice cream or put on some shorts right shorts? now? You, what would be a happier start to your summer? Eating ice cream in slacks or wearing shorts? I imagine they only asked 10 people. Would you? What's a better way to start your summer? Eating a cool, refreshing blizzard treat at Dairy Queen? Smiles taste good? Or uh, wearing some fucking shorts? Is that a good way to start your summer? And four people went, uh, shorts, I guess. And the other six people went, rightly so, what the fuck are you talking about? Time to pull on my shorts. Ah, it's June 23rd. Let's go. You can't you can't put on shorts 
Like, okay, these people who said, okay, of all those, I think the best start is cannonballing into a pool. Cool. Are you doing that in slacks? Are yeah. you wearing jeans and cannonballing into the pool? No, you're not. I, I would this, also, maybe they like literally held up like a blizzard and said, do you want to eat this? And then they held up a pair of shorts. I said, or do you want to put on my shorts? And yeah. people were like, uh, I guess I'll eat the blizzard. I'm like, I thought so. Do you want to take okay. off your clothes right now in front of everyone here in Times Square and put on these shorts? Or would you rather have this refreshing blizzard treat? And guess what? I'm going to one-up that shit. It's covered in smooth midnight fudge. Can I do neither? All right, how about <laughs> you I eat this? About my day? You eat this or I push you into a pool. <laughs> like, uh, um... Please don't do that, or I'm gonna drop, put you in the trunk of this car, and drive you across the country. Please don't done. do that. I'm not done. Fif- okay, listen. Listen. Fifty six percent said dipping a DQ chicken strip into sauce feels like a group hug for your taste buds. Wow. <laughs> no, they didn't. They agree. They checked a box next to that sentence that Dairy Queen wrote. Right, yeah, but that means that 44% of the people just stared at the question asker in silence. Like, what could that mean? What? What could that possibly mean? Trump is president. What are you talking about? <laughs> there's there's real things going on in the world. You're wasting are, my time. What on earth are you talking about? The last statistic they have here, 53% said a trip to a DQ location is as happy as finding $20 in your pocket. Wrong. What on earth could that mean? You can, you, if, if you find the $20, you could go to Dairy Queen with it. Yeah. What on earth? What on earth do you mean? Mm. The cycle begins anew. History repeats itself. Apparently. Um, how about a Yahoo? Yeah, please. This one's sent in by Graham Roebuck. Thank you, Graham. It's from Yahoo Answers user Stone, who asks, Spiders? In my house? Oh, no. I'll get rid of? Like Minecraft? <laughs> <laughs> Spiders? In my house? I'll get rid of? Like Minecraft? You're have it's to burn your house down. Well, I mean, maybe that's what Yahoo Answers user Jahara meant when they responded, put torches End of okay. comment. Okay. <laughs> you can I like efficiency in language. You can figure out what they mean from that. Just yeah. put torches. Put, put torches. torches. No spider. Them? On them? Near them? Um, so I have a whole bunch of these little uh these little creepo creepazoids in my house and they're str- they wanna catch me up in their net and suck me dry. Uh-huh. So I do want to get rid of them like but I do want to do it like Minecraft. I've been I've been honing the I, I the, okay yeah <laughs> I don't think that this person just I mean it's all phrased very strangely I don't think this person is necessarily saying I want to get rid of spiders in my real home in the same fashion that I dispose of these little bastards in the game Minecraft. You don't think that's it, Justin? Because that's exactly how your boy took that's it. That's hit at me. That's how it hit me. No, too, yeah. I think this person is saying, <laughs> I think the like Minecraft here is meant to indicate, ah, I should have clarified when I began the question. This is written in regards to the video game Minecraft. No, no Justin, you're I'm wrong. sorry. I'm going to put my foot down here and say that they're saying I would like to get rid of the spiders in my house 
like I do in Minecraft. Yeah. So if you don't have anything fucking helpful to say, go record a Sawbones <laughs> or something, okay? Because Travis and I are, are dialed you in here. You got two out of three brothers telling you that this person wants to Minecraft these spiders. And I'm here to tell you, you find out where the spiders are, and then you go to where that is, and you punch the fuck out of the cube that they live in until that part of your house explodes. Yes. That's it. I mean, that's I mean, that's one of many ways to do it. What else are you going to do? I guess you could carry around, I don't know, like bricks or like cinder blocks or something and like stack them on top of the spider. Does that work in Minecraft? It does. Yeah, that'll goosh them up real good. And then you can take that and you can build a spider guts wall out of it for um, your for pervoid house for a weirdo <laughs> who wants to live in like an HR geek or sort of nightmare zone. Well, here's some things to keep in mind, apparently, that. The spider is a neutral mob. That means that it will only attack you during the day in survival mode if you attack it first. Uh-huh. But it will always attack you at night in survival mode. I get they get moon horny. Is this an option to just avoid them during the day and just sort of like stay closed up in your spider free room yeah. through the evening. Well, Is that yeah, possible? You don't even have to be, yeah, you can, you don't even have to avoid them during the day. It sounds like like you guys can like chill in the house and like go out and talk and they can give you sex advice like Joe's apartment. And then, uh, after, <laughs> after that, but then we you're like, bringing yeah, dog, we are fucking crushing cultural it. References. So the spiders are like, yeah, you got to hit it from the back. And then you're like, oh shit, guys, it's uh, it's 6.42. I better go board myself up. And they're like, yeah, man, get to it. You know how we get. Blah. Um, Boy, I wish I hadn't conjured the specter of Joe's apartment. <laughs> it's just there, isn't it? It's just there. It's, it's in just my, there. It's in my mouth. Jerry O'Connell hovers above your computer now. <laughs> He's hoping, watching me. Hoping you'll reference him two more times and bring the remake to life. <laughs> Um, so that's one option. I hate my book club. Oh, I thought it'd be cool, but it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in it for six months, though, and it's a really small club, so I feel bad about bouncing, especially because they've talked about how grateful they are that I've joined. Any advice on the best way to leave without looking like a dick? What excuse can I give other than I don't like your company or opinions? We only meet every six to eight weeks, so I'm really busy seems unbelievable. That's from looking to leave in L.A. This book club must be the absolute pits. If in six months, that means you've met at most, what, like five times? Four, yeah, four and a half times. And you're like, I can't anymore. If can't. I had an obligation that required me to only remember it every two months, oh, that would be heaven. Can you start inviting a lot of dope ballers <laughs> to your book club and uh-huh. it's in like a lot of real hip cats <laughs> and you get them to come to the book club and just sort of dilute sort of buy out the shit dilute the shares of the terrible people until it's a cool book club is that is it a voting out situation i don't know i've never been in a book club i see uh that's good you could also just kind of dip and that's my jam is that if you are doing something you don't like doing you dip on it because best case scenario, they don't actually care that much that you took off. And worst case scenario is not really a problem anymore because you dipped, didn't you? You dip and you have more time to do cool stuff and hang out with people you enjoy. 
Oh, and when they cause to check on you, just say like, I finished the book. I finished the book. So I thought we were all working together to try and get through uh, War and Peace, and I beat it. I beat the boss, so I don't need your help anymore, guys. Yeah, we're all, we're done, right? And that what? And then act very confused. And then, I don't know, uh, tell them another, like another book club invited you over and you liked the book they were reading better. And it Ooh, has that's good. To, it has nothing to do about them. You've just always wanted to read Animal Farm. And so you had to go. Yeah, I am distrustful of a person that can't come up with a great lie every six to eight weeks. Because <laughs> I can crank out a bad boy. I mean, I'm doing this on the daily. Can't come up with the excuses to not do things. I am. I think it is suspicious that you can't cook one up every six to eight weeks. Because I could definitely come up with shit I am doing if I only if I was only called to do that every couple couple of months. Uh, you can also come dressed up with a sheet with eye holes cut out in it and you walk in and they're like, why are you dressed like that? And you'd be like, it's time for me to be honest. The whole time I thought it was Boo Club and I came here the first time thinking it was Boo Club and I was too embarrassed to say anything about it. But mm-hmm. I'm here now and I'm just, a, I'm just a guy in a ghost costume standing before a group of people whose opinions I don't respect saying, do you want to transform this into a Boo Club? Because if not, I'm gonzo. <laughs> Maybe Here's you guys maybe you guys will have better opinions about ghosts and paranormal stuff. I I love your company. I can't stand reading and I also love fighting. So I want to turn this into a fight club. <laughs> and is that an option that's even on the table that we can talk about? Because I would love that. Who wants to destroy something beautiful with me? Come on, let's do it. I'm let's not start with the book hands. club. Not seeing any hands. Not seeing any hands. Shoot. Shoot. Okay, I'm going to start a fight club outside. Anyone who wants to join me, I will be on the porch during your book club meetings. Uh, who's still doing book clubs? Like, who's still? If you really want to bounce some ideas off the meaning of this shit, like hack into some accelerated reader tests and take those online, and then get good mm-hmm. points that you can spend at Pizza Hut or whatever. Something. 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 Just call the author. Did I get it right? You got it right. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, cool. Thank you, Mr. Salinger. Sorry to bother you. Sorry to have bothered That's you. That's okay. No one ever talks to me. I was so lonely. What's the Why thing? doesn't anyone ever want to talk to me? Was the catcher about uh, difficulties of childhood youth? I, yes. I was drunk when I wrote it. <laughs> yes, I think so. Yes, you got it right. That's even- hey, do you want to hear? I've got the first few chapters of Catcher 2 done. Do you want to hear the a picture in the of- rye? You actually got it better than me. You knew it better than what I thought. You've got it. I'm passing it down to you now. Now you're the Salinger. And he takes <laughs> off his ring and he turns into bones. <laughs> <laughs> What's really sad is I know you're not a skeleton, but the first thing I thought is like Emily Deschanel from Bones. Ah, oh, Trav. That doesn't make any sense. I know, but I'm a real character. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Uh, my brother, my brother, me and advice show for the modern era. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed yourself. Sorry about all the very obscure references this time. And a lot uh, of placenta a, talk there. For a a lot of placenta talk. Um, just some recommended reading for this week's episode. Uh, you can Google uh, Billy Joel and Google... Um, <laughs> Cager, the, Cager, the Washington General's monster. Yeah. Joe's and Apartment, which was a... Ep- uh, article about that Punky Brewster episode. Joe's Apartment was a movie... Mm-hmm. Based on what was it like a like, like a, sketches, it was a sketches. like a skit, skit. It's it's a short. It's like between 
show like commercial basically on MTV. It's wild. Okay. But it is a movie. They also did. Uh, Roger Ebert wrote at the time, Joe's apartment would be a very bad comedy even without the roaches. Wow. Okay. That's wild. Really tying, um, tying their, their arms behind him there. Yeah, right. It wouldn't make much sense, I would guess. <laughs> it would leave more uh, room for O'Connell to stretch his wings, to yeah. really get out there and strut his stuff. Uh, his acting wings. Um, uh, We have new, I don't know if we talked about it, but we have, we, we mentioned it last time, but now they're on sale. Uh, we have a ton of shows that have gone on sale recently. Um. My knowledge of, like, see, I'm going to look at that to tell you all how those shows are doing. Hold on one second. Okay. Um, we're going to be in Cleveland, Cincinnati, uh, Nashville, uh, Indianapolis, Atlanta, Orlando, Washington, D.C., Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, Brooklyn, Chicago, and Minneapolis. Um, you can find all those at bit.ly forward slash become the monster. Because it is the Become the Monster Tour. I know some of those have already sold out. I'm pretty sure, don't quote me on this, uh, Pittsburgh and Brooklyn and maybe Minneapolis uh, have have sold out already. Uh, so please, if you would like to come see us, uh, tickets are going fast. So please don't wait. Go to bit.ly forward slash Become the Monster and buy uh, tickets to those shows so we can see you. Some will be... Uh, the Adventure Zone shows, most are my Bim Bam shows, uh, so please come see us. Uh, uh, also, we have a ton of uh, merch. If you haven't checked it out in a while, we're trying to put new stuff up every month. McElroyMerch.com. Uh, you can also just head to family and see the merch listing there and all our shows there and all that stuff. Uh, thanks to um, John Roderick, yeah, and the, uh, the Long Winters, yeah, man, for the use of our theme song. It's a departure off the album Putting the Days to Bed. Uh, it's going to do you right no matter what time it is. And um, yeah, thanks to Maximum Fun for having us on the network. And uh, thank you to you for listening and for uh, supporting us however you do, unless you don't. And that's that's okay, too. It's not preferable. Do you all want the final Yahoo? <laughs> of course. Sure. This one's a real stumper. It was sent in by Mike. Thank you, Mike. It's from Yahoo Answers user Eva, who does ask, how do people in pie factories know which box or wrapper to put on a pie if they can't see what's inside of it? Yes. Damn, that's good. I'm Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. This has been my brother, my brother, and me. Kiss your dad. Square on the lips. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Hello, this is Amy Mann. And I'm Ted Leo. And we have a podcast called The Art of Process. We've been lucky enough over the past year to talk to some of our friends and acquaintances from across the creative spectrum to find out how they actually work. And so I have to write material that makes sense and makes people laugh. I also have to think about what I'm saying to people. If I kick your ass, I'll make you famous. The fight to get LGBTQ representation in the show. Mm -hmm. We weirdly don't know as many musicians as you would expect. I really just became a political speechwriter by accident of realizing that I have accidentally uh, pulled my pants down. <laughs> Listen and subscribe at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcast. It's like if the guinea pig was complicit in helping the scientist. <laughs> <laughs>